I'm Helen Rabello. Welcome to the Turning Point Project. I believe that when you face a big transitional moment in life, you have to learn how to transcend your fears and honour the process, even if it gets messy in the middle. In this project, inspiring conscious creatives and entrepreneurs share their stories about how they used a turning point to move from a life that didn't fully fit to living in a more intentional way despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and take a step forwards through your messy bits towards your more magical life. My guest in today's conversation is a mindset and well-being coach, a lovely, lovely lady called Sarah Swanton, who I had the pleasure of connecting with a couple of years ago when I got to be on her podcast and she shares a really valuable insight today that she's never shared before talking about a pattern she kept repeating over and over again only really realizing it a couple of years ago and since she's realized it she really has changed her entire life around she's changed and enriched her business and actually she helped me highlight a pattern that I used to have as well and thankfully no longer have. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. It contains lots of nuggets and I'm sure you'll find them as applicable to you as I did to me. Enjoy. Lovely, lovely Sarah Swanton. It is such a delight to have you here with me chatting to me today for the Turning Point Project, especially because I had the privilege of being one of your guests for your podcast. And um, and it's really lovely to continue that connection because we had such such a great connection and such a gorgeous conversation. So I can't wait to hear what you're going to share with us today. Oh. It's such a pleasure and thank you for asking me. I remember getting your email and I thought it was just a no-brainer. I think what you're doing is beautiful. So yeah, like you say, full circle. It's I'm looking forward to this, really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, so these conversations really are all about turning points, both big and small. There's, a, there's no right or wrong. All kinds of things have come up. So for you, what came into your mind when you, when you had that first instinct to say yes? Did something immediately come to you? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It really did. And it surprised me, actually, because um, what we're going to talk about is something I've never really spoken about before. Um, and to sum it up in a, in, in a, in a few words, it's about running away. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't mean literally running away. Well, I do in a sense, running away from, it's interesting looking back on, on my life now, which is different to how it was then, but yeah, for a, for a, for a period of time, um, I'll give you an example. Since the age of 18, yeah. I've lived in 32 different houses or different places. Okay. Um, 
and and a lot of those moves that I made different towns different cities even different countries um, was because of a belief that I held quite strongly you know how beliefs can can drive behavior um, and and it wasn't just the place that I lived. It was almost two different, two, two different beliefs. It was the belief about, um, it came down to anxiety. And I see it more and more clearly now. I still don't see it fully clearly in all areas of my life. But essentially, yeah, I was, um, I was running away because I, under a misunderstanding which I'll chat about as we go, as we get into it. Um, but yeah, relationships where I live jobs as well. Yeah. Um, one long list of just running away as a solution or, or my, my best attempt at a solution. Yeah. I can actually really relate to that. Can you? And I, it's been really interesting in these conversations because there have been commonalities across the board. Um, but yeah, my, my parents used to move a lot. And as an adult, I started repeating that pattern and moving every year to every year and a half, almost because then I could reinvent myself and turn my back on all the mistakes and start again. But of course, what happens is they... They, you just keep repeating the same cycle yeah. um, and not, not, none of it goes away because it's, it's within you, isn't it? Yeah. That is, the, that is the, the absolute, the key to it all is that, yeah, it's within you. The, yeah. the, but that was my misunderstanding. I didn't believe. Well, yeah, on one level, I thought it's, there's something in there's something here I, I I'm not doing right or I'm not seeing right but but that wasn't as obvious to me at the time as the belief that it was outside of me that was causing me to feel anxious and that was like you say the reinventing yourself there was every time I I threw my cards up in the air and found myself somewhere else. There's, there's a, there's an incredible energy that comes with that, mm. yeah, you know, a, uh, an energy filled with possibility. Maybe this time, maybe yeah, this, yeah. Is it. this is the, this is the place, this is the job, this is the relationship. Um, but of course I was looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. Wow. That's such a, that's such a profound realization isn't it so can you take yourself back to um to how it felt at the time to be to be repeating these patterns before you had the realization around why you were doing it can you remember what that felt like yeah i can i i remember the very first time that i I guess this pattern began is, is when I started working and my very first job um, after university was I was on a management development program with uh, the wonderful world of McDonald's. And I remember, I don't know where I maybe been doing the job for a year and 
really actually enjoyed it. But there was this company away day that we'd all been invited to. And I remember thinking in my head, because it was, it was promised, you know, you'd be working in groups, you'd have to do things, activities, and then you'd probably be presenting within these groups to the rest of this you know, company-wide get-together. And I remember thinking in my head, well, I'm not doing that. I, I won't be going to that day. I'll, I'll just come up with an excuse. And I kind of got away with it until the day before the area manager called me up and said, your name's not on the list. Why, what's going on? You've got to come. And I was like, oh, oh, um, do I? You know, really <laughs> trying to play dumb dog. Um, and I ended up having to go and just feeling so anxious all day. I don't want to get up. I don't, I just wanted to sit at the back of the room. Um, and somewhere along the line after that I must the belief and it's always a sort of subconscious thing isn't it but the Gosh, yeah the belief must have set in that the job made me anxious you know working yes. the company even the area manager who called me up begun to it seemed to me like he was making me anxious every time he walked into the building oh no um and soon enough I I left you know there was another reason why I left because my relationship at the time was going terribly wrong and I ran away from that and conveniently it meant I could run away from the job at the same time yeah and you know when you sort of you 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 always kind of know underneath this isn't really this the right answer but it's the best I got right now yeah. so that's what I'm going to do so I I left the job I left the relationship I left London I went back home and I learned that going back home is really, is safe. Yeah. Um, and I stayed there for a while. Um, and then after a while I got that, you know, when you get that feeling, ah, oh, I am meant to be doing more. I am meant to be more. I know that feeling. <laughs> so you go with that yeah. and then you think, Oh no, what have I done? Here I am again, you know? And the problem is, well, not the problem is, when you're operating from that place of I'm meant to be more and do more, you do do more and be more and, it, and you shine your light and you get recognized for it. And mm. it's on the one hand, it's lovely, but given the thinking that I still had going on, you know, I went on to be a manager, uh, an assistant manager with um, the clothing store gap. And I started to do a good job there. And before long, it was, right, we want you to run the big sales kickoff meeting for the company, you know, with, with a load of other managers, but you're going to be part of that team. And again, I remember thinking, well, I won't be doing that. I'll just have to come up with some excuse. Maybe I'll be ill. And at the, t and at the time, I didn't know the word anxiety. It's funny to think of that now. I had no idea there was this thing called, well, it's not even a thing, is it? But this experience called anxiety. I just all I knew it to be was I've been presented with something. I don't like how it feels. Therefore I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I, and there were times when I couldn't get out of it. So I just white knuckle my way through it. I remember doing that kickoff meeting, like absolutely 
on, on loads. I took loads of Pro Plus thinking that that would help. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> the worst thing. It's like the steroids for anxiety, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but again, you just do what makes sense to you in the moment. Um, and and it carried on like that, you know, and, and I, you know, when you have at the bottom of your CV or at the bottom, you know, on your CV, the bottom of each job, reasons for leaving. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could literally map it out. Reasons for leaving. Like I got asked to do stuff I didn't want to do. So I decided it wasn't for me. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and that, that continued, you know, I went into, I followed my dream. And for a lot of people, this was not a, is not a dream, but I had a dream to be a recruitment consultant. A lot of people say they fall into it. I actually wanted to do it. And I got, I, I managed to get my dream job um, and took to it like a duck to water. And, and just, it just was pretty effortless initially. And then because I got good at it, you know, you start hearing conversations about, well, soon, you, you know, you're ready, be, you'll be ready for promotion. And can you come yes. and do training, you know, and show other people how you do a good job. And that's when, oh, well, I won't be doing that. So I'm going to have to look for another job. That's literally, I mean, it, even in your dream job. Yeah. Even wow. my dream job became my nightmare job. Um, yeah. And that's, so that's a really stark visual that creates because you know both you and I know and well we all know to be honest that the minute our comfort zone edge comes up to meet us especially if it's not something we've willed it's sort of come from an outside place you are faced with two choices essentially aren't you either take a step forward through it when you discover that the wall is quite permeable and it shifts and it's all cool or or you, or you back away. So you were, you were in a cycle of backing away. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny, Helen, because back then I never knew there was a a choice. It was, um, yeah, it was the only, the only thing I knew to do was to run away. And it would be like, oh, that's annoying that, that now I have to look for another job. That's annoying. <laughs> you know, and I guess along the way, there were little nuggets of wisdom going, even in the that's annoying, if I'd just taken the moment to, well, what, well let's just explore that a minute. But mm-hmm. I didn't have that level of consciousness back mm-hmm. then to, to even question it. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it, it was a pattern of each and every time I felt anxiety, uh, physical as well as emotional, I would immediately look to the thing that I was doing at the time or the person I was with, the place I lived or the job I held. And and put it down to that and it never ever occurred to me to look anywhere else than than outside and and so you can imagine you know I'd get good at something for a while and then shut it down Mm -hmm. and then start somewhere else and I mean for years years and years and years this went on for so um 
And I, you know, even right now in this moment, I, I mentioned that this is quite, uh, this is something I've never really spoken about before. I mean, just realizing right now in this moment, gosh, <laughs> so much, you know, it occurs to me that our life, the life that we have, the life that we create around us is as a result of the thoughts we we believe to be true and act on as as much as the thoughts we the wisdom we don't act on as well at the same time and yeah yeah. Yeah. that's that's such a beautiful way of putting it Mm. and you're absolutely right but the trouble is we don't know that at the time do we that's something no that, that realization only comes way after the event and it's it's interesting having having a conversation like this um in a time where we have access to so many things online that have essentially um brought anxiety out into the wider awareness as something that's actually pretty common it's pretty usual it's pretty normal um but for our our generation, I'm guessing we're around a similar age, it, it, that you wouldn't have had that label then because there was nothing out there to say that this is an entity that exists that has a name and and has certain reactions that go alongside it. And and you were just in that you were just in that fight or flight place, really, weren't you? And reacting yeah. rather than responding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Had no no idea that it had a name it just felt I just thought I was weird like I just felt like I'm the only person wherever wherever I was whichever town city or country I happened to be living in whichever office I happened to be sitting in or whichever person I happened to be sitting across from I I had this feeling of I'm the only person in the world that right now mm. that feels like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So much has changed now for the better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so when, when did you start shifting? What happened to shift you out of this pattern or is that well, something that evolved slowly? I think it was slow. I mean, I think, one of one of the things that really um shocked me in a way was i was i was doing my job in london and i remember feeling really um just so stressed out in my head my head felt like it was going to explode um all self-imposed now to look back on but back then it felt like it was coming from the sales targets or from you know, the, the, the management, um, team, uh, yeah, anything but myself. And I remember, um, I remember meeting my boyfriend at the time at lunchtime saying, we need to meet like an emergency lunch meeting. We need to meet. And he was like, okay. And I said, and I went and met, met him and I said, I'm doing it. I'm moving to Sydney. I'm moving to Australia. I'm going, you can come with me or not. But it was such a strong feeling that, you know, as, as much as I believed everything 
there were things that caused me anxiety I also had this really strong belief that I just hadn't found the thing that causes me happiness yet and I really believed it was in Australia you know I'm going to move to Australia and that and everything's going to be okay because it's sunny because it's more relaxed because it's not here London makes me feel burnt out and he was like cool and he said he would come with me so we went out there a few months later you know and that's the other thing you know anxiety is very motivating I I mean I I had a reputation for if you want to do something you do it don't you Sarah I'm like yeah of course I do you know because yeah, it was this just... <laughs> and that's seen as something really good and positive yeah. as well isn't it that people yeah. admire and respect and... yeah and um so at, there I was you know literally about two months after I'd had that emergency lunch meeting there I was you know walking through the botanical gardens to my new job and then I realized at some point ooh. I still I still feel the same it was so bizarre that something I'd 100% felt watertight to me that this was the solution Um, and I remember this quote I don't know where I'd heard it or even maybe I'd seen it you know in a bookshop on a cover or something but it it was this wherever you go there you are yeah and I think that was probably the first seed, but buried it, buried it so deep it couldn't, it couldn't sprout up. Um, and then, and then I would say, I mean, talking about turning point, the 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 absolute turning point for me was really not long ago at all. Um, I, I'd been working very hard, very hard, but I've been working consistently at um, turning anxiety states into calm states. And I got very good at that, you know, um, using strategies and tools and techniques. And because I trained as a hypnotherapist, partly for myself, as much as helping other people, um, you know, whenever I got a pang of something, I'd, I'd then go into, right, come on, help myself mode. Yeah. Um, which worked sometimes, not all the time. And the turning point for me was um, April. It's either the 12th or the 13th. So around about this sort of time of year, two years ago, just two years ago. That's so recent. Wow. So recent. Yeah. And... Um, and I, I, I'm part of a mastermind and I went along to, to, to this mastermind group. We met monthly and my good friend, Katie Foster was running um, a talk with um, another friend of mine, Gillian, Gillian Fox. And um, we, so we sat down to listen to this talk. And I really had no idea what they were talking about. But what I do remember is that I had a very calm feeling yeah. washing over me, very calm feeling. And actually, um, just as a side note, I'd, I'd come along to that mastermind thinking I'd figured it out. I'd, I'd diagnosed myself with grasses greener syndrome. So I was due the hot, you know how you have hot seats? in masterminds I was due a hot seat and I'd said to Katie 
I've got it. I know what is going on for me. I've got this thing called grass is greener syndrome, which is where I feel dissatisfied with, with what I have. I look outside of myself and think that, you know, satisfaction lies out there. So I then go and do that. Soon enough, dissatisfaction kicks in. I then think that there's something else outside of me. I think, oh, well, it wasn't that. So now I have to go point, point myself in another direction and go over that way. I'll get there, feel dissatisfied. And it was this, I diagnosed that I was doing this pattern, mm. you know, um, and I said, I'd really love to crack it. Can we do that in the hot seat? And she was like, well, just listen to this talk first. So with all of that in mind, I was sitting there and my mind just came to a standstill. And I had this really calm feeling wash over me. It was like a, it was familiar though. It was a familiar kind of coming home feeling. It was whatever was being said, I recognized as something in me recognized as truth yeah. and common sense. And it was news to me. It was just, it was just so wonderful to absorb it. I stopped listening with my head and I just listened with my bones almost. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember one thing because I've tried to think, well, what did they talk about? And there's one thing that I remember hearing. I think it was Gillian who said this. And she said, you see, as human beings, we are always living in the feeling of our thinking, mm -hmm. not our circumstances. We're always living in the feeling of our thinking, not our circumstances. And that must have just landed far, far deeper than I can even reach. Yeah. Because after that day, I mean, it was interesting at the end of the talk, Katie said, right, do you still want to do your hot seat? And I just, I just couldn't speak. I just, I remember just, uh, I, I, I think I'm all right, actually. And they all laughed, you know, um, because my latest thing at the time was we need to move to Somerset. That was the latest thing okay. you know, so, yeah. on the old right move. Still in that. Still in the mode. Yeah. Still want, but knowing I couldn't because I now had a family, you can't just, you know, I couldn't, it wasn't very um, conducive to yes. settling, <laughs> settling down. Um, and I just felt calm. I had this, this feeling of why, why would I? And I noticed in the, in the days and weeks after that, I'd stopped looking at right move. Um, I just felt grateful for what I had mm. and where I lived and started and just everything's, I stopped running around in my head. I stopped mm. wanting to, I stopped wanting the, the kind of the present moment to be different from what it was. Mm. The dissatisfaction just, just fell away. And, um, and I went and I, it's so, so funny because I still am like that now. Like, what, what, what was it that you said, Katie? Yeah, what was it that you said, Gillian? And, um, and they were talking, I, I since found out they were talking about something called the three principles, yeah. also known as the inside out understanding. Yeah. Um, 
and so I then immersed myself in, in, you know, in that world. I went along to um, a talk. I went along to a four-day retreat as well um, in the Suffolk countryside. And it was just, I just sit there in this lovely feeling of, oh, this, this is this. I remember thinking, call off the search. Mm, nice. This is it. There's no, this is it. This is what I've been looking for all this time because I realized, I realized the insight was that there is nothing outside of me mm. that can make me feel a certain way. Yeah. It really seems like that. And I understand why, because we have this thing called consciousness or awareness that mm. is designed to give us that technicolor experience. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't not want that because of all the beauty that we can see in, in the world and relationships and, and life. But when consciousness and awareness is, is illuminating anxiety, I had a very different relationship with that back then. Like, of course I acted on it in the way I did because I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But, but yeah, the, the shift was really simple actually, but so profound that I stopped, I saw through the illusion or I saw through the misunderstanding that two things, where you live, the job you have, the work you do, and the people you hang out with, whether it's friendships or relationships, cannot cause you, have no power to make you feel anxious, stressed out, fearful. In the same way that new jobs, new places to live, new friendships and new relationships have no power to make you feel happy or fulfilled or and it can seem like that and we'll take that thank you very much we'll take that illusion yeah gosh so for you i mean thank you for sharing all of that so eloquently as well and i love i love the fact that you had the luxury of that moment and that you got to access that, that deeper knowing and that deeper awareness and listening to you and even the words you're using to, to describe where you, where you had been, the point you were getting to where you thought you'd solved it and fixed it and given it a label. <laughs> you know, you even said in my mind, it's all very much that sort of very logical let's make sense of it and put it in a box we can understand and this is what's happening and this is what I've called it great name by the way <laughs> grass greener syndrome um, and then suddenly like a like a bolt almost something comes and just clunks and lodges like deeply deeply within your heart yeah and bring essentially brings you back to that in a deeper knowing that we all have, that we spend our whole lifetime coming back to without realizing that's where we're trying to get to. It's mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I could have spent a lifetime doing that. 
mm. a lifetime absolutely swapping and changing reinventing myself under the the false illusion that this is the thing right this is it this is it you yeah. know and all the while not not knowing that you know my experience was being created a hundred percent of the time and always had been and always will be via the gift of thought yeah that was it that was all it ever was it was yeah. you know i i'd I'd felt a feeling I didn't like and immediately looked around to see where I could hang my coat on, 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 you know, put it down to something. Yeah. Um, and it still gets me now. I, it, I, I, I still fall for it now. Of course. You're, yeah. still, you're still human. Aren't yeah. You? Yes. Yes. And the, and the patterning has been there for a very long time. And let's be honest, there won't be one person that hears this um, episode, this conversation that doesn't relate to this because it speaks for us all. It's, and I'm so, so glad that you're sharing this. I think um, because everybody can relate mm. and I, you know, and I, and I love the fact that you, I'll get you in a minute to share how it how it does feel now to be to be in this place. But I love the fact that you you are quite happy to say that at times you still fall back into that old way and you kind of have to catch yourself because we're human and we can we cannot suddenly become completely realized woo-woo beings all of the time it's not woo-woo but you know what i mean yeah I do. we can't just live in that higher level awareness all the time because that's just not real yeah not real life yeah it, it would be if i was able to always see thought for what it really is or to to see my experience um being created by thought 100 percent of the time like i know now it's it's always being my experience, my, my experience of life is always being created by thought a hundred percent of the time, but I don't always see it a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, if we, if we, we can't, we can't, because we're human, we can't see it all the time. And I, and I realize there are times when I think, Oh, I wish I could just live from my wisdom all the time and not from thought, but not from my sort of made, made up stuff, but actually, if that were the case, it would be a bit like, you know, sometimes when you see films that come out and there's like a director's version of it where you can watch the film on the screen, but there's the director in the, in the top left-hand corner, for example, saying, oh, well, at this point, this was actually green screen. It wasn't real. Yes. It would be boring, well, not boring, but just dull. There would be no colour to it. Yeah. And no... Um, no drama and sometimes it's quite nice to have a bit of drama sometimes yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. lose the plot for a bit that's and then real and then wake up to losing the plot yeah. oh I really lost the plot for a bit there didn't I <laughs> yeah absolutely it's um it's that that whole thing of not taking everything so seriously and remembering that we're fallible and and just it's okay because we're on a spinning planet and yes, <laughs> you know, with a fireball yeah. at its center and you know, getting yeah. up each day and breathing is a gift. Never mind anything else. So yeah. yeah. 
yeah it really is so how does it feel how do you feel in your in your life right now how's it how has it shifted um your relationship to what your work and where you live and kind of what's what's changed for you well for a start question (laughs) well no yeah i'm just trying to think which way to come in it well first of all where i live i've lived now in the same house for five years yeah and the same area of the country for nearly nine years now initially there was this kind of keeping the first few years of that were just no you've got to stay where you are you can't keep moving you know so all of that but but since that insight you know almost two years ago um it's a feeling of the only way i can describe the feeling is why would i it's the same as like i used to smoke cigarettes and now why would i like you couldn't pay me um, you could probably pay me to move, but you, you know, that feeling of it just, it just doesn't make sense to me to move. Doesn't make sense. Um, and, and so, and the thing about running away frequently is you never really ground yourself or root yourself anywhere. So friendships has been something that I haven't, you know, I'd make friends fairly easily but then as soon as I moved I didn't keep in touch so so now I'm getting to the stage I've been living in the same area for a long time but when you're middle-aged you don't make friends you don't just meet people Mm. particularly if you're self-employed as well it's not like you go into an office every day so I've I'm I'm really it's really lovely to develop friendships to, to move them from just acquaintances to actual friendships. Um, and so that's nice. And I know that when, what's different now is that when I do, I still get those thoughts. I had one the other week, uh, an urge to move to Brighton. I used to live there. I was reading this article about an entrepreneur who was doing some really cool stuff in Brighton. I thought, oh, Brighton and then I got on right move and then I just woke up to myself it was like I'd fallen into the illusion of believing that just because I feel something I woke up to the fact that just because I feel something doesn't mean I have to act on it yeah so I will still have those thoughts I just don't take them so seriously now yeah that's that's probably what's different but to be honest the beautiful thing about having insights and this is the, this is I'm now coaching in the, in this, in this direction of the three principles. And it's, it's the insights that do the heavy lifting. So rather than trying to change the behavior in the hope that eventually that will become a habit, the insights are so deep and profound that the behavior naturally shows up differently anyway. Makes sense. You see, yeah, it makes sense, right? So I don't actually have to every now and again I just realise how things are different and it's a nice feeling and then every now and again I fall into this sort of what I call a thought storm. 
and I had just enough, just enough access to wisdom, if you like, that lets me know, do you think thought has something to do with this, Sarah? I know it really feels like you want to get divorced right now, but do you think possibly <laughs> thought has something to do with it? And then I'm like, okay, I'm willing to just sit with this. And then I'll wake up, you know, two mornings later. And it's like, oh, you really fell for that for a bit, didn't you? Yeah. You know, and that thought is so, thought and consciousness together is so compelling and so yeah, it can really have you can't it oh gosh yeah i mean and if you think about it that's that's what we're brought up knowing isn't it we don't we don't actually know any other way that's no. that's how the world is built so no so realize any different is quite it's quite staggering when you do it changes the game completely i know it we're not taught to we're not taught to stay. We're not taught to, we're not taught that, um, that it's okay to feel doubtful or unsure. Or we're, all we're taught is we have to fight through it or mm. run away from it or, you know, try and ignore it. Yeah. Um, and of course, the more we resist it, the, the bigger it becomes. And, and those thoughts, those initial thoughts that were just passing through start having babies. And then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. and then off, you know, we're oh, off on, create your own monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so believable. So yeah, I now just about know more often than not, I just, you know, I, I still have the same, you know, thoughts as everybody else, or as I used, sorry, not as everybody else, as, as, as I used to have, but I don't have as much stock in it. I know not yes. to take it so seriously. Yeah. And the everybody else is that, yeah, we all, as, as human beings, we, the whole range of emotions is available to us. It's just that we, at some point, come to believe innocently that there are some emotions that we shouldn't feel or that are or are not good for us to feel or not healthy to feel and so like you say the the they can turn into monsters because just the fact that we think they're wrong and then yeah. there's more thinking and so it, it builds and builds and snowballs yeah mm. so you you're um you're bringing this more into your work now how are you, how is that playing out? How are you using this to, to support the people you work with? And how, and how do you make this kind of stuff accessible to some, you know, like if someone was listening to this and they could really relate to what you've been saying, um, but they're still stuck in that place of, of maybe having some of these realizations, but not quite knowing how to move forward how how would you what could you say to them or how would you be, get them to start moving towards a greater re relationship and understanding of of the of the principles mm. yeah i mean as soon as i heard this 
two years ago, I was still working as a hypnotherapist and I, and I found myself in my marketing, in my blog posts and my videos, just naturally, it would just spill out. It would just start spilling out. And I initially just, I mean, the thing with um, the three principles is you, you, you only ever share what you can see for yourself. Mm. Um, and so that's what I was sharing initially is that, you know, we, uh, that we're only ever living in the feeling of our thinking, like our circum, we're not at the mercy of our circumstances. Yeah. And then I realized, gosh, this, I'm going to have to, am I, is this what I am now through principles coach rather than a hypnotherapist? Because there's, there's areas where it skims very, very close. Yes. But there's also differences as well. And, um, so I decided to just try it out. I, I put a message out to um, my newsletter and said, look, I'm, I'm experimenting with this new approach to my work. Who's up for it? Yeah. And I put, you know, put a really um, low price out there in exchange for sort of feedback. Um, and that was, I get confused with the years. It was either last year or the year before. I think it was last summer. Yeah, it was last summer. And it just, it was lovely. It was just so wonderful to, to work with people in this way. And it's very much, people describe it um, almost as an uncoaching, an unlearning. Nice, I like um, that. You like that? It's nice, isn't it? Mm. And, it and, um, and essentially where I'm looking, all I'm looking to do as a three principles coach is create the the conditions for them to have the insights themselves. Yeah. And so we're not, we're not talking at the level of behavior. We are, we're working much further upstream than that. And I, and essentially what I'm pointing people to is two things, which are simple, but massive as well. So the first thing is gently pointing someone to where they're, experience is coming from so how their experience is being created moment to moment Mm -hmm. and that's via the power of thought yeah um and and we look at that you know we we really look at that through the context of their life so if someone someone may see that immediately in one area of their life but then have a blind spot in another area of their life yeah and the and the way it works best is to hang out in the place where you do see it yeah. You really, really see it. And then the insights will gently unfold in other areas. Um, and that's the thing. I can never guarantee when those insights are going to happen. So we might be talking about one area of someone's life and then they'll come back to the session and say, do you know what? I've realized that, you know, something we weren't even talking about is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really, really looking, helping someone to understand how their experience of life is created and that it's 100% thought generated and the implications of that are that there is, they are just free to, to, to play in this wonderful game of life, knowing that there's nothing outside of them that can harm them psychologically not really not it can't touch who they really are yeah you know who who they really really are 
which is the second part of of where I point people to, which is underneath all their thinking, their beliefs about who they think they are, their conditioning that innocently they've picked up along the way. I'm pointing them to what's underneath that, behind that, before that. And the insights there are just unlimited. You know, when someone realizes that they are, you know, for me, I realized I'm not an anxious person. I just Mm. thought I was Mm. because anxiety is just thought it's not. And that sounds, I mean, to, to hear that when, to hear that someone who's really struggling with anxiety, you can hear that and think, oof, I, I just can't even get my head around that. But to really look at that, you know, we are underneath all of that. We have all the resources innately available to us that we have been spending a lifetime looking for. Yeah. You know, peace of mind, stillness, feeling of home. creativity, resilience. Like we have it, we, we have it and we've always had it, but we just couldn't see it because it was, it was so cl- clouded, mm. clouded over by thought. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. I think what I really, what I really love about that is that um, it very much relates to my own realizations and understanding as well but i've arrived there in a very different way um because i talk about kind of getting in touch with your core blueprint which is which is in essence very similar to what you're saying because i've had all those same realizations as you but but i love the fact that you're sharing this approach and I know from other people that have discovered the three principles, I know how profoundly it affects them and shifts their lives. And I, and I, and I'm kind of sharing my stuff, not to negate your stuff, but just, I love the fact that there are so many different routes to get to the same place because, because we have to find our, our way that, you know, that resonates with our, us energetically. Some people will need to get there through, physical exploration or having body work or whatever it might be, you know, doing yoga, whatever it might be. And for other people, they might need to do work with somebody like you because that's just how they're inherently made up right now before, you know, on the other side of coming to all these realizations. So I just, I just love the way that we can get to a similar place, but in different ways. Yeah. And it's because that, illustrates how true it is for us all absolutely and it's funny isn't it because I'm sure you've had the same experience where you're trying to describe what feels different and words almost don't cut it because what we're trying to describe is invisible it's a yeah it's a feeling isn't it (laughs) yes absolutely feels different yeah yeah I think really the I think the best way to describe it is, is when you said, and I use these words as well. It's like, it's that feeling of really coming home to yourself because even someone who hasn't got there yet can, 
it, it creates something within them that helps them almost form a bridge of understanding even you know it's a, it's just quite an evocative phrase isn't it and i think we can all kind of relate to that even if we're not there yet yes it's that's what i love about this as well is is all of us as human beings we've we've been having insights and realizations all our life haven't we but yes. but um and most of the time we have them when we don't realize it. it's just like oh that's good that's different great i'll take that thanks um and it's i just find it so cool to just unpack it a bit and and i mean that's just happens to be you know the work that i now do yeah. but um but yeah this is not any as long as you're a human being this applies to you doesn't it everyone it has does, the ability yeah. to to has innate capacity for for insights and realization yeah 100 percent. Mm. if you could give like a former you from say 20 years ago one one piece of one nugget of wisdom what would you what would you say I would say, even though this feels, even though this really looks like your experience is coming from, you know, it really looks like your anxiety is coming from by the way, this thing you're feeling is called anxiety, Sarah. And it, it, even, though, even though it looks like your anxiety is coming at you from your job, from, from other people, from where you live, as compelling as it looks, that's, that can't possibly be true. Yeah. That can't possibly be true. And... And I'd invite that younger me to just just hang out there for a bit and experiment to see that for myself. And I think if I'd just been tapped on the shoulder and, and just had that whispered to me, it would set me off on a journey of, all right, I'm going to see if it is true. And mm -hmm. I'd realize, wow, because, because the logical, the logical... Um, explanation or the or or the logical sort of backing up of of that statement is that how is it that sometimes i can spend time with say a person sometimes i feel anxious around them but sometimes i feel really joyful and excited mm. and you know happy around them so it cannot my experience cannot be coming from them because yes. it's <laughs> variable <laughs> yeah and i think if someone had just said look at the logic yeah. And then, and then, and then see if it still makes sense to you. Then I, I think I might have been onto myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then gone, right, I need to know more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing so many incredible insights. Um, there's, there's clearly lots to dive deeper into. So um, maybe we'll pick this up another time. But for now, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Well, the best place to go is uh, my website, which is sarahswanton.com. Uh, and they can just find out what I'm up to there. Perfect. And I will, I will make sure everyone has access to, um, 
to any links for you, your website, etc. as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Such a pleasure. Thank it you. It really, really has. Thank you. It's such a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Turning Point Project. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment. If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.